This is Game Set Match Kentucky, episode 28, recorded on Monday, October 24th, 2022, entitled Tournament Horror Stories. Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of Game Set Match Kentucky where we talk about all things related to the Central Kentucky Tennis Series and maybe a whole lot more that you never asked for. We are recording on Monday, October 24th. I'm Chris Godby, the chairman and one of the founders of the CKTS, where the lines are good and sandbagging is for golf. I'm here at the new but not improved CKTS home office in Russell Springs, Kentucky. Chad Young is back with me from the suburbs of Bowling Green. How you doing, Chad? If you consider Allen County to be the suburbs of Bowling Green, that's I do. where I am. I, can, um, I consider all counties around Warren to be the suburbs. Um, and, and your place looks nice and cozy, though. You're right by Thank the you. fireside. It's like an FDR fireside chat. Yes, we are looking at the side of the stone fireplace there, formerly a real fireplace, which we converted into a gas fireplace. And uh, we already have the the gas, uh, the propane is switched on because last week it was so cold. So, and now it's summer again. Like, well, this morning it was winter when I got up and now it's summer this afternoon. It's it's uh, weather like that I these days. I think it's supposed to cool down so uh, everybody can get inside and start playing tennis. That's true. We do have uh, some indoor options in the area now, thankfully. On the last program, which was now over three months ago, and that's just the way life has been for Chad and me. Um, back then, by the way, I was joking about the fireplace and there was no need for it back then but we've been using it now but on that program i went over some of the recent accomplishments that that you've had chad over the last year and let's just go over them again okay you became the tennis facility assistant manager and programming and sponsorship coordinator at buchanan indoor tennis facility you coached the south warren high school lady spartans tennis team to your first Region 4 Championship, and in June, you were named Kentucky High School Tennis Coaches Association Girls Coach of the Year, but okay. I actually left out a couple of important milestones in your life, because here's one, exactly one year ago, I think it'll be one year ago tomorrow, you were named to the CKTS Board of Directors. Congratulations, yes. sir. Yes, it's been quite a year. Yes, thank you. I'm and honored. Yeah, we... You've already been a part of a few decisions. Um, uh, we, we just met, as you know, last week, and, and we're going to be talking about some of those decisions probably on the next program, not tonight. But we have made some decisions. We've got a schedule almost in place for next year. So here's another thing, uh, important milestone in your life, Chad, whether you agree with it or not, but you agreed to be a regular co-host of this podcast. And Congratulations right. on that. I'm, I'm honored uh, to serve in that role as well. Though, um, as you said, life sometimes get in, gets in the way and uh, mm -hmm. can make uh, the two of us getting our schedules uh, to uh, align can be very difficult sometimes. Well, I'll speak for the listeners and the viewers and say that we're glad to have you. And 
you know, you've been on very regularly now for the last couple of years and irregularly, I guess I should say, since we've done quite a bit fewer shows than we used to. But I really hope we'll get get into some kind of rhythm and get back on track. Now, have I missed any other accomplishments uh, in your recent history? No, I think that pretty much covers it. It was a it was a pretty eventful year for sure. Um, and we're getting ready to celebrate one year of the facility opening last year on November 1st. So I'm very excited about some of the things we have going on there. Oh, I'll tell you what, something new. Yeah. We started a middle school uh, tennis program at South Warren. Oh, cool. And um, this, weekend, this weekend, we're actually playing in the, the middle school state championships at Freeman Lake. So uh, that has been uh, a contributor to my unavailability this fall. Uh, <laughs> we started that for the first time uh, this year. and We had like 40 kids come out. So uh -huh. uh, starting a middle school program was uh, – was something we knew we needed to do and uh, just had to find a way to be able to do it. There have been a lot of middle school tennis programs popping up. I've mm -hmm. noticed over the last, just the last couple of years. So yeah, yeah I think I'm it's sure great for schools, tennis. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you have middle school programs in every other sport that exists um, in, in school, in public schools. So, you know, uh, that was obviously next. <laughs> so it's good to see that. Well, today on this episode of Game, Set, Match, Kentucky, we're going to look at the recently released official CKTS 2022 point standings. We'll congratulate some other tennis people around Kentucky that have made some uh, recent accomplishments too. We're going to look at a couple of things that are coming up in tennis on our calendars. And since it's Halloween, Chad and I will share some very scary things that have happened to us as tournament directors. I like to call it tournament horror stories. This program is sponsored by Family Medical Centers. Family Medical Centers is a community health center with more than 155 locations throughout central Kentucky and a portion of North Central Kentucky, and has been providing health care to Kentuckians for over 15 years. They provide complete primary care services and also offer pe uh, pediatrics, OBGYN, oral health services, school-based health centers, behavioral health services, substance abuse disorder treatment, a pediatric wellness program, a workplace wellness program, a discount pharmacy program, outreach services, local scholarship opportunities, and more. I don't, I don't see how it could be too much more there, Chad. That's a lot. Family Medical Centers has been recognized as a national quality leader by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Check them out on their website at cfmcky.com. That stands for Cumberland Family Medical Centers of Kentucky. Or they're on Facebook at facebook.com slash family medical centers. They're also on Instagram and Twitter at Cumberland FMC. We'd like to thank Family Medical Centers for their continued sponsorship of Game Set Match Kentucky. And Chad, will you tell us a little bit about Vision Cabinet Source? Well, Vision Cabinet Source of Campbellsville is a kitchen and bath cabinet supplier that ships all over the United States and has for over a decade. Whether you're building a new home or renovating a room in your home, Vision Cabinet Source can provide you with classic cabinet styles that are well-built 
and affordable. You also find they go above and beyond to provide service that exceeds expectations from answering your initial questions to ensuring that you're happy with the final delivered product. Every Vision cabinet is built upon their promise to deliver well-constructed cabinets made from solid hardwoods, classic versatile designs that complement your style, affordable options that fit your budget, on-time delivery with shipping within 24 hours, and accessible personal service you can count on. They have many different painted and stained lines of cabinets that are stocked at their warehouse in Campbellsville. In making these beautiful cabinets, they have a 17-step finishing process that assures top quality craftsmanship. Go online and look at their styles and designs for yourself, and you'll agree that they do great work at an affordable price. Check them out on the website, visioncabinet.com, or you can call them at 270-465-3222. Tell them you heard about Vision Cabinet Source right here on Game, Set, Match, Kentucky. We appreciate Vision Cabinet Source and 17-step finishing process. I mean, you know it's got to be quality cabinets. I mean, the only thing better would yes. be an 18, 18 19, 20-step <laughs> finishing process, but that's just too many steps. I think 17 yeah, sounds, is the perfect number. That's right. It's the right number. It's pretty meticulous, it sounds like. Jason Ford has got that figured out. I mean, you know, 17 is kind of a strange, odd number, but I, I, I guess he concluded that that's the, the perfect way to do these cabinets with those 17 steps. No more, no less. Well, the Central Kentucky Tennis Series always boasts competitive tournaments and competitive points races, and this year was no different. As many of our divisions came right down to the last tournament, in deciding the season championships. Now, for those that are new to this program or you're unfamiliar with the CKTS, here's the gist of how it works. We have eight tournaments in the summer at various cities in the Commonwealth. We have 23 different age and skill divisions with singles and doubles in each of the tournaments. And players earn series points based on their success level in the tournaments. And at the end of the summer, we have champions and runners up in each of our divisions. And then we meet in November and we recognize these uh, winners and, and runners up and we award them. So without further ado, here are the final 2022 point standings of the CKTS. And Chad, if you don't mind, I'll start with men's C doubles. The uh, runners up were Rex Hansen. Danny Murray and Stephen Parsons all tying with seven points, and the champion of men's C doubles was Kyle Owsley. In men's C singles, Kyle Williams was the runner-up, and Jamison Roberts was the champion with 25 points. He won uh, half of the tournaments on the tour this year. Congratulations to Jamison. In mixed B doubles, we have... Um, Two that tied for the male runner-up, that'll be Brian Coley and Troy Young. Uh, the female runner-up is Jessica Owsley. The female champion of Mixed B-Doubles is Amber Wolf, and the male champion of Mixed B-Doubles is Van Patterson. Way to go. In women's B-Doubles, Kelly Robertson is the runner-up. And Amber Wolf is the women's B doubles champion with 15 points. In men's B doubles, the runner up is Matthew Sheffield, and the champion is June Tomioka. Uh, June was also the runner up in men's B singles. 
Troy Young edged him out with 13.5 points and um, won or actually finished higher in the very final tournament at uh, Freeman Lake in Elizabethtown uh, to solidify his uh, victory in men's B singles. Troy Young is the champion. Some very good uh, competition there. Let's look at girls' 12 singles, where the runner-up this year was Madison Sherrod, and the champion was Paisley Harris. In boys' 12 singles, the runners-up, there was a tie between Mason Hales and Isaiah Litton, and the champion was Reese Spaulding. In girls' 15 and under singles, we have a tie. Uh, which locks up first and second place uh, together, but they're, they're co-champions, in other words. Um, Chloe Dickens and Addison Hales both finishing with 16 points. In boys, 15 singles. What a summer it was for Braden Johnson. Uh, he was the winner. Lucas Coronel was the runner-up, and Braden Johnson was first with 28.5 points. He won the last seven CKTS tournaments in boys' 15 singles. That's a ton of points. That's almost uh, almost a perfect sweep there in that boys' 15 and under division. In mixed 18 doubles, the male champion was Cooper Burgess. I'm sorry. Uh, in mixed 18 doubles, the male runner-up, excuse me, was Cooper Burgess. The female runner-up was Parker Lolly. The male champion was Patrick Lawley, and the female champion was Alexis Hales. In girls' 18 doubles, Morgan Robertson was the runner-up with 13 points, and Chloe Dickens was the winner in girls' 18 doubles with 14 points. In boys' 18 doubles, we have a tie at the top. These two guys uh, were, were partners in boys 18 and under doubles. They played in four tournaments. They won enough points to uh, lock it up. It's Jackson Donovan and Ben Hansen, co-champions of boys 18 and under doubles. In girls 18 singles, uh, Morgan Robertson was the runner-up and Arden Dethridge was the champion. She won uh, four of the five tournaments where girls 18 singles was contested. In boys 18 and under singles, Ben Hansen was the runner-up, and we have Braden Johnson again uh, nearly sweeping it. Uh, he was finished runner-up once and was a semifinalist once, but otherwise won all of the 18 singles tournaments, so congratulations to Braden. Yeah, you know, we. I thought maybe his twenty-eight point five points was a record, um, <laughs> and then you get down to boys' eighteen singles, and he finished with twenty-nine. Twenty-nine, points. yeah. In men's forty singles, Wade Stone was the runner-up, and Jackson Grover won the championship. And we see those those two guys' names a lot. Now, I hope we continue to see them too. Men's 40 doubles, we have a tie for the championship, uh, making four tournament appearances, including one title and two runner-up titles. Uh, Don Humphreys and Steve Humphreys, that's father and son, although as we affectionately call them the Humphreys brothers. <laughs> In mixed open doubles, the male runner-up was Jarrett McFall, and the female runner-up was Addison McFall. 
And the champions of mixed open doubles on the women's side was Trina Rickard. And the champion was our very own Chris Godby. Thanks. Uh, we enjoy it. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Women's open doubles. Uh, the runner up is my mixed doubles partner, Trina Rickard. And the champion this year is Amber Wolf. That's the second uh, title for Amber for this season, along with um, along with mixed B doubles. In men's open doubles, the runner-up was Eric Morosa, and the champion with 25 points was Colin Hart. Colin did really well there with those 25 points, and it looks like five titles, one runner-up, one semifinalist. In women's open singles, we have a champion, um, and it is Lydia Prince. And in men's open singles, we had a tie for... Uh, the championship with 13 and a half points. Uh, Eric Morosa, who won the final event in E-Town to tie Dylan Deathridge, who he beat in the final to, uh, to create a, a tie for the title. So Dylan Deathridge and Eric Morosa finish in a tie for the championship. Yeah, there's an example of it coming right down to the, uh, the last tournament for the title. In this case, um, Eric's win gets a tie, uh, gets a share of that championship. They both played in five tournaments. So, I mean, that's a good competition between those two. Off the top of my head, I don't know if they played each other head-to-head uh, -head any other times, but uh, they did there at the end. And so that's a look at our uh, standings. And while, uh, while we're on the topic of award winners, let's look at the annual USTA Kentucky Award Winners. This is something that they do in all USTA districts each year, and there are also sectional awards and even national awards. But here are the USTA Kentucky Award Winners for 2022. Chad, if you'd like to start off with that. All right, the Adult Player of the Year goes to Alex Mason, the Benny Purcell Coach of the Year goes to Greg Davis, who is the uh, Lady Topper Coach uh, here at WKU. The Boys Scholastic Achievement Award goes to Jacob Jeronic, and the CTA of the Year was awarded to the Paducah Tennis Association. We know uh, Jacob. He's played in several of our tournaments. Congratulations to him. Now, I see they have adult player of the year they used to have an adult male player of the year an adult female player of the year i wonder i wonder if they just uh merged that or if uh maybe they don't have an adult female player this year they have junior male and female i don't know who knows um the dd long spirit award went to dustin ingram or it will go to dustin ingram this hasn't happened yet they haven't received their awards yet but it has been announced and we're following up on that here the diversity the diversity and inclusion champion award goes to ezekiel salama the family of the year is the whitnell family and the girls scholastic achievement award goes to sherry Udell. the junior female uh player of the year goes to ellie hammond and the junior male player of the year goes to eli stevenson i believe they're both from louisville uh, the Mark Ragland Jr. Boys Sportsmanship Award goes to Jackson Martin, and the Mary Lou Hambrick Girls Sportsmanship Award goes to Greer Webb. 
The Media Excellence Award goes to Brian Wood of Passing Shot Photography. The Most Improved Boy Award is Dylan Dethridge. The Most Improved Girl is Avery Voss. And the Paul Griffith Local League Coordinator Award goes to Chris Adkison, the former director of our Lake Cumberland Open. Uh, the special special tennis event of the year goes to the Wooden Racket Challenge and its tournament director, Roberto Aspilaga. The tennis facility of the year will go to the Warren County Tennis and Sports Facility, which is here. Yeah. Morning, Canada, all right. And you right. work there. You work there. That's right. Yeah. I know. Very <laughs> exciting. The tennis official of the year is Lori Moore, and the tennis professional of the year um, is Bradley Bryant. The tournament of the year is the Ryan Holder Junior Championship. And the person named Volunteer of the Year is my friend Alfie Chang, who is part of the Lake Cumberland Tennis Association and plays in the uh, Lake Cumberland Open. So I've counted five CKTS-associated people there. And maybe next year we'll have even more for the 2023 awards. These winners will be officially recognized in Louisville on January 28th. And it's time to celebrate more Kentucky tennis accomplishments. Earlier this month, a men's team from Lexington brought a national championship home to Kentucky. The USTA League Adult 40 and Over 4.0 men's team, captained by W.D. McCubbin, claimed this national championship with some excellent play in Oklahoma City. After experiencing some tough competitors at the sectionals in Auburn, Alabama in August, the team moved on to nationals where, after winning their pool, they defeated New England in a close semifinal. And in the championship match, they defeated the Midwest section in a convincing 3-1 to one victory. Congrats again to the McCubbin 40 and over 4.0 men's team from Lexington. Now that Midwest section, Chad, that they defeated, that's from your old... Uh, original area. I think that's like Indiana, Michigan, uh, all up in that area near the Great Lakes. Yeah, and, and um, I we actually played against uh, WD's 40 and over team at the uh, state tournament this year in, in Louisville and um, actually uh, split with them. Uh, we, we were two and two against them and actually won the tiebreaker. So we handed them their loss and pool play and then we lost in the semifinals to another team and uh, they advanced to uh, win state champion. I think it's like their second or third state title in a row, uh, but this is, uh, you know, quite an accomplishment to, to win sectional and then to go to nationals and be successful there as well. So I learned a few things about all this along the way, because I haven't played on, on one of these teams, but um, I got some information, of course, from W.D. McCubbin, the captain, and, and I appreciate that. Uh, also, I, I had a, a short conversation with Alfie Chang, who was a member of that team, the, the volunteer of the year. Alfie Chang, that Alfie Chang. Um, Alfie told me that according to USTA rules, once a section team reaches nationals, whether they win nationals, whether they get out of their pool or not, they make nationals, they have to disband the team going hmm. forward. 
So uh, there would be a limit, uh, as my understanding, there's a limit of three people from that team could be together on another team, um, but they have to disband for all intents and purposes. Now, uh, I, I suspect that some of these four O's, maybe all of these four O's, are going to get bumped up. What do you think? I, you know, in the past, a lot of times if you win state, you get bumped. Um, okay. When I, when I won mixed uh, doubles back in 2006, I promptly got bumped uh, that fall. And uh, I'm not saying it always happens, but I, I, I was surprised when they had won the state in the last couple of years and, and didn't get bumped. So I have a feeling um, that the USDA will probably uh, try to nudge them into the four or five category. And isn't it around this time of year when people find out what their ranking or what their rating is going to be for next year? Yeah, I would say uh, if memory serves, it's usually sometime in November or maybe even early December um, because a lot of leagues are already starting to form um, for late December and January. So I would say that by the end of next month, uh, those ratings will probably be released. Okay. And now how, how are players notified about this? Um, I don't know. Um, I feel like there was no notification when I was bumped. It was just maybe a, an email that said the new ratings were released and you just had to, to go see uh, what you are. To go search. Yeah. yeah. Go search for yourself and maybe log into your USGA account and you would see. Um, I don't know if there's a notification though. I don't, I don't ever remember getting notified that I got bumped. I just knew that the new ratings uh, were out and um, I went and, and found out that I had been bumped. Well, let's take a look at what's coming up in some tennis events of note. The CKTS awards are coming up on Sunday, November 13th. That's just a few weeks away, Chad, and you don't have to go far because we're having it at your workplace again for the second year in a row at the Buchanan Indoor Facility. We'll do awards in the meeting room there at 3 p.m., but come early because from 1 to 3 p.m., we've reserved some courts and our CKTS family can enjoy some free indoor tennis courtesy of CKTS from 1 to 3 p.m. We'll do awards at 3 p.m. We're usually out of there 3.45, 4 o'clock, and then we'll take a big group photo outside uh, and then we'll be finished. So this is open to, of course, we want all the award winners to come. You can bring family and friends if you'd like. Dress is very casual. You know, some people come in their warm-ups they're playing tennis in or whatever. It's, it's up to you. But you can visit cktstour.com for a few more details about the event. Soki Tennis, the Southern Kentucky Tennis Association, is having an event coming up very soon. And Chad is going to tell us a little bit about their wheelchair event. Yeah, um, our very first tournament after we opened the indoor facility last year uh, was an indoor event. Uh, it's a partnership with Bowling Green Parks and Recreation. Cameron Levis um, is uh, a guy very involved in adaptive sports uh, for city parks. And it's called the uh, Vet City Rollout. Uh, it's a wheelchair tournament. Uh, we had it last year, um, and it's pretty neat. If you've never watched wheelchair tennis being played, 
Um, it's obviously similar in a lot of ways to tennis, but it's also very different in how uh, these athletes are able to maneuver around and, and the type of shots that they hit. Um, so it's pretty neat. And um, it's certainly something that spectators are welcome to come watch. And we're also um, doing something a little bit different. We're calling it an all abilities uh, weekend. And so we're partnering with the uh, Special Olympics uh, to have um, um, Special Olympics tennis um, offered. It may not be a tournament. It may be a little more informal than a tournament, but we're going to try to get uh, some um, some Special Olympics athletes out on the court and, and get them. Uh, Cameron's done a lot with up-down tennis and uh, different uh, uh, tennis clinics. Um, we did something indoors last year as well uh, with some Down syndrome um, athletes. And so it'll be a pretty neat weekend. Uh, that's coming up the second, uh, or I'm sorry, the third weekend in November. So uh, November uh, the 19th is when we'll be having the second annual Vet City rollout and this uh, special populations uh, weekend as well. And you can learn more about Soki Tennis or these events at SokiTennis.net. That's S-O-K-Y Tennis.net or visit their Facebook page at facebook.com slash Soki Tennis. The Lake one other thing tennis. I wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Sure. One other thing is um, we have a lot of um, clinics going on at the facility. Um, and Soki Tennis um, is uh, the, the organization that kind of organizes our clinics. So we have uh, we have a cardio tennis class. Um, we have uh, junior clinics that are starting in November for beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And then we've got um, adult um, clinics. We've got a uh, women's clinic on Mondays at 5.30, a men's clinic on Tuesdays at 5.30, and we have an intermediate uh, clinic uh, for adults on Wednesdays starting in November. That is at 7.30. And so all of those you can uh, register for at SokiTennis.net as well. That's a lot. A lot going on. All the tennis you can eat. That's right. Well, the Lake Cumberland Tennis Association is having a superhero tennis clinic. Uh, it's going on this Tuesday, October 25th. That's tomorrow as we record. And I really hope I get this episode out in time for that to matter. But I definitely wanted to mention it anyway. It's a part of uh, the many things in a year that the Lake Cumberland Tennis Association does to uh, work with kids and to promote tennis for kids. They also prom promote tennis for adults as well. But bring your child dressed as their favorite superhero or, or any character. It doesn't have to be a, a superhero. And it's going to be a fun, interactive team challenge. Players should have a basic knowledge of tennis, such as how to keep score and the basic rules of the game. And this is a, a fun format for kids to get out and play. It's completely free. It'll be uh, Tuesday, October 25th, 5 p.m. at Somerset High School Courts. You can find out more about it by visiting facebook.com slash Lake Cumberland Tennis. And if you're having some events that you'd like for us to mention on the program, and, you know, we may do another show next week. We may do another show next month. It might be two months from now. It might be next summer. We don't know. We don't know any more than you do. But um, we'll be back as soon as we can, okay? Because it's time now 
for tournament horror stories in the spirit of Halloween. Halloween. I was was trying to see if I had a way to kind of make my lights um, darker (laughs) or make it make a scary one, but I don't don't think I have that capability. Yeah. Well, this, uh, the, again, the sun has set as I've been doing this episode. So this large storm door to my right, uh, you know, the sun, it's getting, it's very uh, dusk out there now. And uh, I don't know, it's like dark in my living room now. So darker than when we started. But anyway, I, I like to call this uh, tournament horror stories in the spirit of Halloween. We're going to talk about some scary things that have happened to tournament directors. Uh I've got a story I've been thinking about for a long time. I thought if we ever did some kind of tournament disaster stories, I would tell this story. Chad, would you like to go first and, and give us a story? You know, I guess the first thing that came to mind is just rain. Um, every tournament director's probably dealt with this. Um, you know, it's it's really a nightmare, if you will, um, when you um, get up Saturday morning to have a tournament and think you might get lucky uh, with rain and, uh, and and then all of a sudden the skies open up and you're washed out and then you try to dry the courts and then another storm comes through and and um, so you know that's a real nightmare for a tournament director is dealing with rain but I had an interesting um, situation it's it's been probably about 10 years ago we used to have an indoor tournament at our old indoor facility um, it's called the Hope Tournament. It was a breast cancer benefit tournament. And we had um, four courts at that old indoor facility here in Bowling Green. And um, at that point in time, I was still doing some public address work for WKU. And um, so the region tournament um, was on uh, Saturday. Uh, the semifinals were Saturday or Friday, and then the championship was Saturday night. And so I had to I had to leave the tournament on Saturday afternoon to go up to WKU and do a public address for the region championship game. And when I came back to the tournament after it was over, I realized that the people who were running the tournament for me in my absence had – there were two guys and it was actually a father and a son. Um, it was a, you know, it was a, I think it was a T Lindsay and a P Lindsay. And um, the folks who were running the tournament desk didn't pay attention to which Lindsay they sent to the right court. And so the, the one who was supposed to be playing in B singles or playing B doubles, the one who's supposed to be playing in B doubles was sent to the A doubles court. And the one that was supposed to be playing in the A doubles uh, division was sent to the B doubles court. So the opponents were completely wrong. And obviously um, the matches weren't very close. And um, so coming back and, and seeing what had happened uh, was a, was a, as for a tournament director, that's, that's pretty bad when you can't get people on the right court. So we had 
the wrong people playing in the wrong division and and the matches were already finished by the time I made it back. So um, it kind of made me reevaluate, you know, what you, what, what could I do to make sure that never happened again? So it was kind of an odd situation for, you know, to have them playing at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was pretty bad to have somebody. I can see how that could happen. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then, and then what do you do? You know? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> well, here's my horror story as a tournament director. This could have, it, it wasn't the first tournament that I ever ran, but it might've been the first tournament I ever ran in Russell Springs. Um, it was in 1998. So let me set the stage of 1998. I have a cell phone. A lot of people don't have a cell phone. People have internet at home, but it's dial up internet. So Mm. people still had landline phones, but if you were on the internet, you, a caller couldn't get through to call. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's a Friday. My tournament was going to start on Friday afternoon after school um, around say four o'clock. I don't know, five maybe. And, you know, the bulk of the tournament was going to be Saturday and Sunday, but there were going to be some matches on Friday. I had, you know, six or eight matches ready to go at Russell County High School. I was in Lexington that day for a training. And I even left the training just a little bit early. I had spoken with the person running it and they were going to hold the certificates until the end, you know, to prove that you went. And I told them at, you know, around and a break one time, I explained the situation they were fine with it. And they let me slip out a little bit early, maybe to beat the traffic or whatever. So from Paul Lawrence Dunbar high school to Russell County high school, It's a good hour and 45 minutes, we'll say. But then you've got Lexington afternoon traffic to deal with around that time. And then as I am coming home down Highway 127 in Casey County, I ran into construction. And I'm stuck, stuck, stuck behind a long series of construction sites as they were working on Highway 127. And it began to quickly look like I'm not going to make it to this tournament. I'm not, I've got, I had the balls in the trunk of my car. Um, Nobody knew, nobody else was going to know what to do. It was all me in charge. So a friend of mine that I play tennis with who lives nearby, I think, I think he actually may have been playing in the tournament himself. Also, I had my cell phone in the car. I tried to call him, tried to call him, tried to call him. Guess why I couldn't get through? He was was on the internet. internet. He was on the internet. (laughs) I guess from the time he got home from work until it was time to go play, he was on the internet. I didn't know who else to call that was in connection with the tournament that I could get word to somebody. And so you can just imagine, you know, me as as a type A, I was freaking out that I wasn't going to make it. And so I finally arrived and uh, two of the matches were on. They knew who played each other. They had their own can of balls and they just went on out there. 
But, you know, at, at a time when not very many people had a cell phone, I couldn't get a hold of anybody and forget text messaging that didn't exist. Um, so that that's my horror story. It still bugs me now to think about it, even though it ended up being OK. But there's there's my story. And then and then I get to the tournament and my friend Eric is there. Eric Bennett. Shout out Eric Bennett. He's there, and I'm like, man, get off the internet, man. Get off the internet. But the internet was so fun. Once upon a time. I'll tell you another one that happened um, a couple of years ago. Um, I think it was um, mixed doubles. We were hosting the mixed doubles state tournament, and for whatever reason, there have been some mystification. And um, so, you know, with mixed doubles, we're, we're running combo this weekend and we've got four sites going with, you know, minimum six courts in each one. And um, I guess it was year before last in like 2020 and the mixed double state tournament. And, you know, we had a change in, in leadership and there, it had not been communicated to Warren County schools that we needed to use their courts. And so Wednesday oh, no. of the week of the tournament, they didn't have us um, using their courts. And so then it was trying to find a way to get some courts that we could use. And, and originally we were told that we uh, South Warren didn't exist. We didn't have the courts then. Uh, they were still under construction and uh, we were told that we couldn't use Greenwood. So we were in scramble mode and fortunately WKU was nice enough to let us use their courts. And then we were finally able to, to get Greenwood's courts on Saturday um, because WKU's courts don't have lights. So um, yeah, I mean, two days before the event, not having enough courts for a championship of that caliber, that was uh that was nightmarish as well. Oh, goodness. Well, uh, some of you out there that have run tournaments, you may have your own tournament horror story. Feel free to share it with us. It doesn't have to be Halloween. Uh, if you send us a good story, we'll read it another time. Just email it to info at gamesetmatchky.com, and we'll share that story sometime. Or maybe we'll let you come on and tell it. But that's going to just about serve out another episode of Game Set Match Kentucky. I want to thank everyone who is viewing and listening. You listeners can subscribe with just about any podcast app on your computer or mobile device, such as Apple Podcasts. That's probably the most popular one. A lot of people listen to podcasts on Spotify. Uh, a lot of people listen to podcasts on iHeart. We're also now available on Amazon Podcasts and Audible Podcasts. So take your pick. We are everywhere. And in your podcast app or in the podcast uh, app on your computer, we'd love it if you would write us a short review and give us a five-star rating. I'll read your review on the air as long as it's nice. Uh, you can visit positive. games. Go Do what? As long as it's positive. As long as it's positive. I don't know. If it's negative, I might read it too if it's hilarious. So I don't know. <laughs> Send it and we'll see. You know, give us a bad review if you want, but do give us a five-star rating. Okay. I'll take I'll take the bad review if you give a five-star rating. 
You can visit gamesetmatchky.com for all of our episodes and show notes and more. Uh, we invite you to like our Facebook page. It's at GameSetMatchKY on Facebook, or just search for GameSetMatchKentucky, the podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at GameSetMatchKY. Chad is on Twitter at ChadYoungTennis. I'm on Twitter at, at Chris Godby. I'd like to thank again our sponsors, Vision Cabinet Source and Family Medical Centers. And Hawkeye says we are out. But as we leave today, I want to continue the Halloween theme a little bit longer. I want to play a music video for you guys. Villain District is a band based out of Louisville. They've put out some music and played live in the past. And a good friend of mine is the drummer. His name is Chris Duke. And he is quite the tennis player himself. They gave us permission. Chris to. Duke. Yeah. You remember Chris? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Tall guy. Yes. Um, one of the best tennis players you've ever seen. Yes. That Chris Duke. <laughs> um, they gave us permission a few years ago to use this song as the theme for this podcast. And I think it's perfect. With plenty of Halloween and classic horror movie imagery mixed in with this music video. Here's the music video of Monster by Villain District. And until next time, I'm Chris Godby with Chad Young, and this has been Game Set Match Kentucky. Yeah.